baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. What are some of the questions we need to start asking about the messages that we see and hear all around us through social media, through other forms of media? Joining us again this morning to help us sift through some of those important questions is Julie Smith. Julie works with me on a podcast here at KMOX, What the Media. She helps us with our KMOX Media Minute, and she's also an instructor and public speaker. So, Julie, let's really break some of these questions down. You were talking at 522 about... Who created the message? So how do we how do we flush that out? Right. That's the very first question you should ask any media message that you're consuming. Who's the who's the sender of the message? What's their motive or intent? How is the message created to make me feel or think a certain way? What information is left out? Who profits from the message? What lifestyles are presented? How could someone other than me interpret this message in a different way? So we're not encouraging people to bash the media. We're just encouraging people to ask questions, even if they're listening to KMOX. How do we discern things like motive or intent? Well, it's, that's a tricky one. And it usually comes from knowing who the sender is. So if you understand who the sender of the message is, it might be a little easier to understand the motive or intent. Obviously, if we're listening to any advertisement, the motive or intent is to sell us something, right? But in other ways, it might be um, to get us to feel a certain way about a certain politician or even about a certain sports team. So usually the way the message is created can give us that idea if it uses a lot of emotion, a lot of punctuation, a lot of capital letters. They're usually trying to get a rise out of us. That's what I was going to ask, too, is what are some of the techniques that are used to get our attention, to get us to pay attention to that message? Well, Megan, I will give you a list of 10, and you won't believe number seven. (laughs) (laughs) No, clickbait is huge, and it works because we have this innate curiosity, right? We don't want other people to know something that we don't know. So a clickbait headline can be a great way for us to click on a website, and then that website generates more, more money. How do we know if information is reputable, true, uh, (laughs) research-based? Well, that's a million-dollar question, isn't it? (laughs) Especially now because so many people have access to creating material that looks legitimate. So we might automatically think that if it's on a screen, it's accurate because years ago, the people who put news on a screen had editors and ombudsmen. That doesn't really exist anymore. So the onus is on us to determine what's real, meaningful, valid, and true. But that takes time and a lot of personal responsibility. I think one of the hardest questions for people to ask as they're learning to analyze and really think critically about media messages is thinking about what has been left out of the information or the message that I'm receiving. So if you are receiving or consuming some political news and only people from one political party are interviewed about the story, then you can ask yourself, well, why didn't they interview someone from the other political party to give another viewpoint? And so it usually involves a little bit of creative, critical thinking. But once you get in the hang of that, it changes the experience and makes it really interesting. How important is it as you're analyzing messages to look at what other sources are saying about the same thing? Very important. In fact, we call that lateral reading so that if you see something, especially online, that really gets your attention, 
check lots and lots of other websites to see if they are reporting on the exact same thing. Because if they're not, that's a red flag that someone's just trying to get your attention and making things up. Okay, Julie, thank you for your time. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more about how you evaluate media messages. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about our KMOX Media Literacy Project, just go to KMOX.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.